Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a school principal in search of wisdom so I can best serve my community. As part of this show, I interview luminary figures as I believe humanity can be better if they learn from them. In essence, the purpose of this podcast is to learn about the side B of the luminary figure, meaning what makes them be who they are. It is also an opportunity to express gratefulness for the perhaps even more luminary figures that inspire the interviewee. Today I have the distinguished honor of interviewing Jay Billy, a parent, author, presenter, and principal at Ben Franklin Elementary School in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Jay Billy, who are you? Hi, nice to see you, see you meet you. Um, I'm, I'm the private principal at Ben Franklin, as you said, elementary school. I, um, I'm blessed to work uh, in a school district uh, that believes that all students can, can succeed and that our, um, our children are really our, our future. Um, so I'm, I, I feel like I feel blessed to do what I do every day. I, I love what I do. I've come up doing, I've been a principal now for about almost 20 years. So I've um, been doing this for a really, really long time. And uh, I'm excited to, to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, you know, just what you said. Um, our, our, you know, making this future better for our kids. Awesome. So. Beautiful. I love that, Jay. Uh, you know, you inspire me with your uh, tweets and positive messages. I'm so excited to have you here. So if you can, for the listeners of the show, can you please walk us through your professional trajectory up to this point? Okay. All right, so um, I, I have a different background than, than many, especially elementary school principals. I um, grew up, wanted to be, play professional sports. Um, obviously, I wasn't um, talented by any means or anything like that. Um, so um, that didn't work out. Uh, I was a high school football player and wrestler. Um, I wrestled in college, and I found out that I wanted to coach. I really wanted to coach and make, um, you know, make a difference that way. So I was lucky enough to get a graduate assistantship out of college. Um, after I wrestled all through college and, and was uh, um, coaching wrestling at the University of Delaware. Um, graduated from University of Delaware with my master's degree in exercise physiology and um, got my first position was a college wrestling coach, which was like a dream position. Uh, I was coaching wrestling at American University in Washington, D.C. for seven years. Um, loved it. It was the greatest greatest job in all worlds until this job. Uh, every job I've had, I've been lucky. I've been blessed to really love. I, 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 so um, I was there for seven years. Thought that was, you know, what I was going to do the rest of my life. I loved what I was doing. Um, but then you know how your life goes. You get married, start having kids, start thinking, okay, what are we going to do next? My wife had the opportunity to, to um, take a better position, purpose job in New Jersey. So I came to New Jersey, took a teaching position. I was coaching wrestling at Princeton University for a couple of years. Um, did that while I was teaching and decided to finish my leadership uh, 
um, master's in leadership. I finished that at the College of New Jersey and became the vice principal at the school I was teaching in, which was a student, a school for students with um, special needs. It was a high school. Um, most of our students were uh, inner city kids who um, had emotional issues and um, some of them some real um, behavior, behavior issues. Um, but I loved it. I loved doing that. Um, I had to give up coaching for that, but, but I, I loved it. I was a vice principal. I was doing that. I was helping, helping a lot of kids do things that they probably never thought they could do. Some of our kids didn't do as well. And then within that district, um, student for special needs, um, our principal's position came up at the um, elementary level. It was actually pre-K through grade three. I'd never worked with pre-K kids, but um, I kind of had a reputation in the district by then. So I was lucky enough to get that position. Uh, I, um, I learned everything I could about um, students with special needs, autism, uh, um, and related behaviors and, and issues because we had a, a huge population of students who were on the spectrum. I learned as much as I could about that. I was lucky enough to work with people that were brilliant teachers and brilliant um, educators, therapists, and things like that, and learned as much as I could about that. And um, then, uh, you know, and this is it. They asked me to open a school for students with behavioral issues, um, elementary school age through middle school. So while I was still running that school, I'm sorry, while I was still running that school, I opened this school. We, we started the year with 23 kids, um, four classroom students with some real significant behavior issues um, and challenges. And, and I um, got some great teachers and great staff and great training and we really got to do um, some great work. And by the end of the year, we had 78 kids in that program. Um, so I'm running two, I was running two schools at the time, that my, my preschool through grade three and then my elementary school for students with behaviors. They were right across the street from each other. Not, not a big deal, but it was hard because when you're in one place, uh, you know, they needed you in the other place. And it was always, you know, doing that. Um, so I did that for a couple of years. And then I um, had the opportunity to to kind of, I wanted to branch out um, and, and see if I could just do something different. So I became a supervisor for special education here in Lawrence Township. Um, I did that for three years until a principal's position opened up and I was lucky enough to, to get that. Um, I worked at Slackwood Elementary School for seven years. And then in 2018, the superintendent said, um, we'd like you to go to Ben Franklin. They've had pre three principals in five years. They need some stability. They need to talk. They need a lot of help with, there's a lot of um, culture issues and they, we really want you to go there and, and do that. So I've been here for the last three and a half years, just doing Ben Franklin. That's kind of the, the trajectory. I'm, uh, as I said, every job I've had, it's been the best job ever. So I'm very unblessed. I know a lot of people um, don't feel that way, but like I, I could have been an assistant principal forever and been happy there. I could have been over at you know, special services and been happy there. It's just, I'm lucky enough to be able to really enjoy what I do. That's awesome. Like how many people spend their entire life without enjoying what they do? And you have had all these stops in your life. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Jay, like in Back to the Future, if you could go back in time 
to any of the positions you have held, what will be one or two things you will tell to yourself? Um, just be open to, to, to change and learning. I, I think that's one of the things that, that I, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm blessed to be able to do these things, but I've learned so much from the people who are doing the work every day, the teachers in the classrooms and, and the um, therapists that we work with and all of those things. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'd be open to, um, be open to learning all the time. I think that's one of the big things. And the, the other thing is, um, don't be afraid to take risks and try new things. Uh, I, I feel like that's one thing that I think I have a reputation as. I, I say what I think and I, and I really um, am open to trying to be better every, every single day. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I often say, no one can outwork me. And that, that's the way I was when I played sports too. I wasn't the most talented athlete, but you know, I was lucky enough to compete at a very high level because you know, no one could outwork me. And, and that's, you know, like, so, so put the time and put the work in and, and learn, continue to learn every day. Let me ask you a follow-up question. That, that, that core value of nobody can outwork me. Can you tell us about that background? How did that came up to be? Well, um, as I said, I, I really enjoyed athletics and sports when I, when I was young, um, but I wasn't the most talented, talented kid. Um, and, and, you know, it, like, and we weren't, you know, we weren't well off by any means, but my dad just got up and went to work every day. He just went to work and just did it every day. And then he would come home and coach my teams and they'd show up every day. And so that's where, like, I, I think it just comes from them. It comes from them, but it also comes from um, realizing that, that uh, you know, putting the work in makes, just makes it better for ev everybody, you know? Um, I, I, I never, you, you leave with no regrets, you know? When, you, when you've done the work, you leave with no regrets, you know? I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't the most talented. I didn't, you know, I didn't achieve all of my goals, but I never, never had a regret. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So wise. I appreciate that. Uh, this is a broad question. Who do you learn from? So, um, I've always been pretty much, I, I read, I, I'm a reader. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately I start like five different books. I have five or six books that I've started that, that I have all going at different times. Um, um, so, so I do a lot of reading. Um, one of the, one of the key things of who I am right now is in 2014, I had the opportunity to read Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. Um, you, you know, you've heard, um, and then get to, I got to meet Dave too. Um, and that, he was a huge influence uh, on me. I, I was always thought I was good at what I did, but I, I, there was something missing, something missing. And w when you read Teach Like a Pirate and when you get to see Dave, you know, He, you see the energy and the enthusiasm and the love for what he, what he's doing, but you also you also see that what you can do can be fun. Like I would walk through my school building, and you know the kids are great, they're awesome, and they're hilarious. But I always felt like I had to have this principal air about me. And after seeing Dave, I was like, no more. After reading the book, I'm like, no more. I'm going to have a great time when I go to work every single day. 
And so Dave is probably one of my biggest influences, uh, you know, and then getting connected to those people, uh, people across the country, as you, as you know, uh, I, I had a huge network of educators who I'm connected with from Dave's wife, Shelly, and Beth Huff, who wrote Lead Like a Pirate, to, um, you know, uh, a whole professional learning network who people I can reach out to anywhere to ask questions. You know, seeing Todd Whitaker changed my life. You know, seeing him speak a couple of times, and I can actually call him friend, a friend now. You know, so all of those people, um, really, um, I, I think, like, I, I go to go to conferences and, and just meet new people, and it just continues to grow, and I get better from them. So um, I would love to say it's one person, you know, or one big influence, um, but I, I'm, I'm grateful for my entire PLN. The other, you know, the other thing is um, I learn so much from these kids that I work with every day. Uh, I, I, I have to say, uh, and you heard me say it before, the, the kids in the classroom um, teach me so much about how to be a better person and a better principal. And, and I think that that is so key. And then, as I said, like I said, as I said, some amazing teachers and, and therapists and staff members who, you know, I always tell, tell teachers when I go into their class to observe them, any suggestion or idea that I have, it's not, it's not because I'm so smart, it's because I saw somebody else who is a great teacher doing it, you know, or I read about it from some other great educator, you know, and so that's where it comes from. And then they, they make it into something really special in their classrooms. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You covered the influence. I appreciate that. Uh, so being on top to be successful, being on top of our productivity, it is imperative. But this can mean so many things to so many people. For you, what does this mean and what words of advice do you have? So productivity is, is actually something that... that um, I'm, I'm one of those guys, just get it done. You know, you just, you just get it done. Um, my advice is act on the things you can act on, you know, discuss. Uh, a friend of mine uses this term, so I'll share it. Uh, Jim Newsy, one, one of the principals I'm lucky enough to work with, you know, discuss and decide, you know, don't leave things hanging when you, you know, there's certain things that obviously that you have to wait for other people to approve or go, but whenever you can discuss, talk about it and then make decisions. I think that's important. Um, the other thing, as a leader, a school leader, um, people could get bogged down in email. Every time I sit in this chair, my email's open and I'm answering emails. And if I can't answer it, I, I, put, it in, I put it on a piece of paper next to me because I don't want to forget about it. Um, but I always try to, I never want to go home with, uh, well, you know, uh, like I can, I can literally be out of the office for a morning and come back under 75 emails. And that's in the summer when it's not, when it's not in school. So like get in, clear them up. Every time I sit down in this chair and I, and I try to get up and be in the classes a couple times a day, but every time I sit down for a second, I open my email and answer and get, and, and get rid of it because I'll forget about it or do it. So um probably not like some people tell you pick certain times or schedule those things for me it's I, like if i sit down it's open and that's when it, that's when i do it you know I, i i do it i clean it and then i leave it again when i go and come back and do it because otherwise when i got home at night i'd had 150 emails that that i either have to respond to and you get a lot of junk too you don't really have to respond it's just people informing you stuff but 
um, yeah, it, it, that's that productivity wise. That's one of the, one of the main things that I do. And as I said, I try to spend my days when kids are here with them. So use that precious time right before school starts or right after school ends to do the to get those things, the, the other things done that. that Makes sense. Thank you so much. Uh, let me ask you, as an aspiring author, how do you uh, make a book to come into fruition from the concept to the actual product? Okay. So um, this, um, I I have a I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I wish there was an answer. Um, I'm not. I I'm, I I'm an early morning guy. So. Um, You know, writing the book was a, 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 a real project for me. I had a, a, a good outline of what I wanted to say, and um, then to organize it, and then begin just to write everything down. Um, it, you know, you really need to have a good outline of where you want where you want to go and what you're going to do. The stories that my book is filled with basically experience and, and stories. So um, the stories, can, can, you know, kind of both, it goes both ways. The stories created the, the chapters and the chapters created stories. I could go, oh yeah, this happened and this happened and this happened. But then like, like I would set time aside on um, either in the summer or early mornings to write. Um, the other thing is give yourself deadlines. Uh, because otherwise it's, it was like, there would be a month or two when I wouldn't write at all. And, and what happened was, you know, working with Dave Burgess Publishing, um, at, Dave was like, I went to book by September 29th. <laughs> and I was like, cool, thank you so much. You know, <laughs> and, and, and that really, that really did help me. I, I find that, that I'm one of those people anyway. I, deadlines do help me. I, I, I need de deadlines. You know, when I order at a restaurant, I'm like, I, you know, I don't ever decide until the person gets there. You know, until the, the waiter gets to the table, I need somebody to say, okay, this is it. You need to make a decision now or you need to do this now. So the deadlines really, really help me. Um, because we, what we do as principals, you know, we're busy. We're busy. So um, you schedule those times. I, I would schedule Saturday mornings and I would just write. Saturday mornings, I would just write. Um, I'm not great late at night. So early in the morning, I, you know, I get up at 5.30 and I just start writing. Um, and, and just work for four or five hours and, and you know, then the next Saturday I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Sunday I'm going to put in two hours before any of my kids get up in the morning and I'm just going to get it done because, um, I, you know, that, and then the eyes would, ideas would start flowing. So that's why right now I'm kind of in a writing slump. I used to, I, I used to blog a little more often, but I, I, I'm in a writing slump because, um, the COVID, <laughs> because yeah. I, I didn't have COVID, but just everything was just overwhelming for a while and i wrote about that but then i haven't written for a while since, since then about that but but i'm hopeful that it'll start coming to me too I, i i become inspired by other people's writing i get ideas by other people's writing and that that really helps too um but like i said i'm hoping to make a comeback on that beautiful it's so wise thank you so much jay this has been such a great conversation any last thoughts for the listeners of the show Um, you know, again, I, for, for people who are in education, look around because 
there are so, you know, there's so many great teachers and the things you're doing with kids, um, like take the time to just walk around and just see what's going on. Um, I was walking through my school, I remember one of the last weeks of school, and I just had a big smile on my face, even though I had a mask on. You know, I just had a big smile because it was just so awesome what we had been through and where we had come from. And to see these kids in school and, and just um, the joy that it, it, it brings. As I said, I, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm very blessed. And so um, appreciate the gifts that we have with these kids and, and these amazing educators and teachers we work with. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show, Jay. Thank you, Efren. I, I really, really appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that um, you have an audience that hopefully will be inspired, but more than that, are taking care of these kids and really um, doing, doing great things um, because, you know, these kids are going to change the world for us. Amen. Thank you so much. This has been the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. Wisdom and productivity, <clears throat> peace and calm.